Hello and welcome to another episode of One Sporting Way. We were lost, but now we're found. We're back again uh, for episode 27. My name is Riley Clark, and as always, I am joined by my wonderful two co-hosts, Dave and Remy. Remy, how are you doing, and what are you drinking? I'm a solid 5 out of 10, I would say. Here's the sound of my water bottle. Did you even hear that? I did. I definitely it's, heard it. It's kind of cool. <laughs> it says I heart tap on it. I won oh it my at gosh. a um a white cri- or what's it called? White elephant gift exchange. All my coworkers were winning like bottles of vodka, whiskey, rum. I won an I heart tap water bottle. Well, that brings up the question. Are you guys tap drinkers or are you Brita filtered? Drinkers. Oh, 100% I'm a tap drinker because if you work the nonprofit life like I have for the past five plus years, you know, tap, mm-hmm. tap, mm-hmm. mean, you know, tap is just as good. I will probably, when I get engaged someday, I will ask for one on my registry because I wouldn't mm. buy it myself, but someone else can go. buy one for me. That's the best place to put stuff that you don't need, but you want. I'm definitely very single and I still have that thought sometimes where I'm still like, why would I buy a really nice set of silverware, for example, when like eventually I'm theoretically going to get married and then whatever silverware I buy now, my wife's going to probably hate. So I definitely have that thought. Yeah, Dave, do you just do what <laughs> I do? This could easily be its own spinoff episode, Dave. It really could. <laughs> we discussed the things that we're still holding out hope for our wedding registries. What did you do, Riley? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'm just going to dip out of this conversation then. That feels Well, no, awkward. you're good. I mean, I mean, tell us, you, if anything, can give us tips about wedding registries. Oh, <laughs> our number one recommendation to everyone is a bar cart. So you guys have seen the bar cart we have that has just like our nicer bottles on it and our decanters. Yes. Everyone that gets married, we're like, get a bar cart. It's super handy, and it's a classy way to store your alcohol without it, like, sitting on top of your stove. I'm trying to be classy on a teacher's budget. Nice. Honestly, you're doing a great job. Well, it's all Robin. Well, I was going to say, is you just bank on the fact that your future wife already has a full set of dishes and silverware and that you can just have those, and you don't even have to put dishes on your registry? Because then we put fun things like board games. Mm. Way better. Or sporting season tickets. <laughs> that's a pretty good idea, actually. I think that's yeah, I'm taking notes. I think that's going to be on mine, assuming that's not considered like a major party foul. Because I don't know. There seems to be this weird thing where like the wedding registries were invented in the 1800s where everyone was like, I need a comforter for the homestead. And now it's like, <laughs> yeah, I already have a blanket I sleep under. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. My favorite thing to tell people is that it's your wedding. Do what you want. Dave, if you want to put season tickets on your registry, put it on there. The yeah. thing you have to realize, though, is that some people just might not buy it for you. <sighs> That's fine. That's fine. Instead of like a honeymoon <laughs> fund, do sporting season ticket fund. Okay. Yeah. Honestly, that's a great idea because to me, I think you have more fun in an entire season of watching soccer. Maybe not this year. The typical season, I think watching soccer for a whole year is like more spread out fun than like one blowout. Anyway, I digress. Yeah. I've been digressing this entire time. True. It's- Dave, how, what are you drinking? <laughs> how are you doing? Dude, I'm good. It's like you guys are determined to do a soccer podcast and I'm like, no, let's talk about weddings with a single man. Um, But anyway, I am doing good. I spent the whole weekend 
with some of the most uncomfortable like media viewing you can have. So it was an awesome weekend. My birthday was this weekend. It was great. But somehow I managed to watch Scott's Tots this weekend, Boo. which, oof, it's worst a rough episode. one. It's the worst episode. No, it's, the, it's, it's a great episode. <laughs> that is the thing is I will say it had been so long since I've watched it since I usually skip it. And if it weren't so cringy and unbearable to watch, that episode actually has like some of the best one-liners. Like... And yeah, anyway, it doesn't need to become an office podcast, but no, I was like, this episode, episode has so much potential. Uh, no, it ha- it capitalizes on all of its potential because oh, it's dude, meant it's so to make bad. you sit there and hate it the whole time. And it does so well. I might end up cutting this, but the biggest red flag I've ever ignored in a relationship was Scott's Tots being someone's favorite episode of the entire show. Okay. It's no not offense, Riley. Dave, I know we're not trying to date, at least not yet, but not at it the is moment, no. not my favorite episode. I just think no, it's no, no. a really good episode. And that's why I have not called the Department of Homeland Security to yeah. just let them know that they need to keep an eye on you. Well, best best episode, I'm sure we can all agree, is Dinner Party. Am I right or am I right? Honestly, I can't hate on that. <laughs> That's a good episode. That's like cringy in a good way. Like yes. you laugh at all the cringe instead of actually hating the characters. And being heartbroken <laughs> the entire yeah. time for what's happening. I am drinking Teal Rising, which was a birthday gift. So thank you, Jack and Monica. I guess it was a birthday gift from Jack and Monica. So thank you guys. Um, right, but I yeah, I've never had thoughts. this. And this is Casey Current's like branded Boulevard beer. But I would just say it tastes a lot like Boulevard wheat. So if you like Boulevard wheat, which I super do, you're going to love this. What if it literally is Boulevard (laughs) wheat and they just named half of their stock Teal Rising? That would be hilarious. Well, Riley, you tried it on the pod (laughs) at one point. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to get some hate for this. I'm Uh not a big fan of Teal Rising. It tastes like a better version of like a Bud Light. Because that's what a Pilsner is. Like a Pilsner is just a really light beer. They're some of the most common beers in the world as far as like, at least here in America. That's what Bud Light. Riley likes what... the exotic beers with like. I mean, it's true. And I I, I, I I, got it off the tap at the tasting room two times ago when I was in Kansas City. And I was like, this is a beer. It's not bad. It's not amazing. It's good, but I'm not like I'm not mm. going out of my way to get teal rising, what like I'm I am is... to watch and pay attention to. to Maybe once uh, Casey Current gets their new stadium and it's like opening the opening night for the new building, they come out with another beer, but it's like Golden Road plus Weizenbach plus whatever Ooh. Riley's favorite they called, is. They call it the Golden Current. Is what the they Gold call Current, yeah. Um, but I'm doing pretty well. We just got off a of spring break. So for all of you listeners, you're like, wow, long time. No see. Um, it's mostly my fault. Uh, cause I've been traveling a lot. We did. We came to Kansas city. We went to the Nashville game, which we'll talk about as a, as a squad. Um, and then went from Kansas city, went to Dallas because my wife is a day of wedding coordinator. There's a nice plug for her. If you need a, a day of wedding coordinator, speaking of weddings, actually, um, it really is. Uh, but then we went to Dallas for that, and now we're back in South Carolina, and today was the first day back with kids, and we've got 30 days left in school, and 
God, do I love teaching, but I really don't want to be there right now. <laughs> You're so close. I am. And what's weird is Kansas City spring break is always in March. But here it's around a golf tournament, which is right after the Masters. It's called the Heritage Golf Tournament. And so I'm just exhausted after one day of being back with the kids. And I love them. I love them to death. And they find me annoying because I hold them to quite a high standard. But, oh, my gosh, I am exhausted. And I am drinking. We actually got these when Remy was here. It's the Angry Orchard Peach Mango Cider. And they are amazing. Nice. They really are. I've been enjoying them. But Highly recommend drinking those on the beach. Specifically in South Carolina. Well, if you're on a beach in Kansas, you're going to have to go to like the Shawnee Mission Park dog off-leash oh, dog park. To I've never thought beach. about like going there and acting like it was a beach. <laughs> I think that'd be really fun. <laughs> I think if you have any extra teal rising ever, you should just give it to me. And if I have any extra angry orchard, I should just give it to you. Sure. That's a and fair then exchange. give both to Remy equally. Yes. Well, let's jump into what has been kind of a rough stint for sporting. And, and we're going to do our best to not get caught up in a lot of the negativity. I know I've been perusing the SKC Reddit and there's been <laughs> quite a bit of negativity and calls for some heads and we're going to we're going to try and not. And we're going to try and be a solution-minded podcast to think Speak about. Speak for yourself, man. I personally plan on cussing out each and every player individually. That's oh, well, <laughs> then I've this might be the final episode of One Sporting <laughs> yeah, Way. No. I'm no. joking. Yes, yes, I agree. Let's keep so it So we're going to do a quick rundown of the, the two games. We had Nashville where we went up one nothing and ended up losing that game 2-1 to Nashville at home. And then last night playing the number one team in the league, LAFC, losing that one 3-1 after going up 1-0 again. Well, this is like the opposite of what sporting usually does. We usually are behind 1-0 or mm -hmm. even more, and then we come back to win. So it's a clear solution from my vantage point. They just need to concede the first goal. So I want to try something here to kind of keep us on task. Uh, not really keep us on task, but to keep us from divulging into the negativity. From each of you, what is what do you think like our biggest problem is right now? And also, what is one positive takeaway you've had from the last two games? Is it cheating if I just say bad at soccer? For yes, the that is cheating. <laughs> I feel okay. like we need to get a little bit more specific there. Um, I, I don't know. My gut is saying our biggest problem is inconsistency. I remember like back in the day, um, every player always goes through like dry spouts where they just can't seem to get a rhythm. And I had definitely dealt with that like early on in high school where I would have like the best game of my life. And then at practice, I couldn't hit a single shot and I didn't understand why, um, I think that's what's happening with a lot of our team right now. And it's kind of just feeding off one another. Like we'll have a really good game. We'll have a really good goal. And then all of a sudden we'll just be in panic mode and trying to like play catch up. And then we're just like playing really panicky. And then we make really dumb, easily fixable mistakes. One positive is uh, I saw a video recently of Alan Polito getting back in training and it made me really hopeful for next season 
Yeah. Yeah. They were saying on ESPN, they showed him because he was traveling with the team again, that the reason he traveled was in L.A. They were looking for a second opinion on his injury. I hope that second opinion is false alarm. Best knee I've ever seen. Get on out there. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> anything other than that, and this leads me into what I think our biggest problem is. I think our biggest problem is attack. I We just, we whenever I watch the games, I never feel like, wow, we're really threatening. Wow, this is some real sustained pressure from sporting. We just look completely anemic. Our goals feel like they kind of come out of nowhere. Um, so, yeah, I think that's our biggest problem. Fortunately, there are a lot of players in Europe looking to make World Cup rosters, so all we need to do is get them in wigs, disguise them as our own players. You know, we can have, like, Marcus Rashford at striker. <laughs> I think there are solutions to this problem, but that is definitely, I'd say, our weakness. As far as what makes me excited, we have so many promising young players. You know, you got... Some of these guys aren't like extremely young, but Duke, Voltaire, you know, Voinovich, EC, Hernandez. Uh, I like Tonis. that you said they're not that young and started with Christian Duke, who's 21 years old. First of all, it's Cameron Duke. Ah, but... dang it. I keep saying it wrong. <laughs> no, but I, yeah, I was thinking more of like EC and uh, Voltaire, but like, yeah, a lot of cool, like super promising young guys. And so I think like we've got a bright future. Oh, and Denbe. I have to mention Denbe. And yeah. Jonas. Or yeah, Johnny's yeah. or however th- we we've never figured yes. it out. Yes, I think out. I said him at the end, but boy, that guy is awesome. I really like him. Anyway, we'll get into it. <laughs> I mean, th- th- my biggest problem right now, and uh, David kind of echoes what you just said, is that I think we're not putting enough faith in our young guys. I'm seeing mm. Peter still stick Amen. with the old, you know, four three three same lineup every game, and at some point, you just gotta hand over the reins. Yes. And you got to stop with the old, the old formula. It's not working, and I so think we're sharing a brain right now, Riley. <laughs> possibly, and again, the the positive note from these games is that I'm seeing, I don't, know, I'm seeing veterans fired up in post game interviews. I'm seeing Peter not afraid to. Peter was saying like, we have guys who are being afraid of taking the chances. Like he sees the problem, he knows what needs to get fixed. And he's doing what he can as a coach to do that. But there's only so much coaching you can do because this isn't the first dry spell that Peter Vermees has been through on this team. I did hear the announcer say that the last time sporting had a really rocky start to a season was like all the way back in 2011 was like the worst um, start they had. And they went on to win the Western conference so it is a long season that's what it is um it is still really early in the season i guess that's another positive um lots of things are going to be changing and we have several several months to go and just a, a rundown of our start just so everyone that might not be watching every game out of eight games we have two wins no ties and six losses we have six <laughs> points oh, six so goals with a goal differential of minus eight, which means they've scored 14 goals against us. We're just not looking hot right now. And you know what? If you are a true fan of this team, just like any team, I'm a K-State football fan. We're the one university with zero national championships. So I know what it means to be the underdog of like, you still stick with them to the day you die. I'm not going anywhere. And I don't think you guys are going anywhere. 
Oh, no way. I mean, I might not want to go spend a bunch of money on as many tickets, but you better (laughs) believe I'm still going to watch every game. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel, too. I mean, and I also will say, I don't blame people for being upset. Like, it is some hard-to-watch soccer. Like I said, and I started out with Scott's Tots, but, like, I watched Scott's Tots, and then the next day I watched a Netflix movie that was just so cringy and difficult to watch called Don't Look Up. PSA, do not watch that movie. It's not very good. Okay, you did not get the metaphors, Dave. I (laughs) liked that movie. (laughs) I I got the metaphors. I just thought the movie was a forced parade of, like, really famous actors. You know what I mean? It was a huge satire, but anyway. I did not like it, but... All that to say, I found that difficult to watch, and the entire time I was watching the Sporting KC game, I just thought, wow, this is really hard to watch. This feels like the soccer version of Scott's Tots. But, so I don't blame people for being upset. That said, I mean, it's like, come on, this is a blip. Let's power through. Things will be fine. Your world is not ending because Mm -hmm. your soccer team is bad. <laughs> I want to differentiate between being upset and being angry. Like I'm upset with how we're playing right now. I'm like I know we're a better team than this. I know we have the skill set to be better, but I'm seeing a lot of like actual anger towards players. Like you see it in the we saw it in like the after scene with with Johnny Russell. We saw it like people are fired up and we need to direct that towards how can we be a better team and a better fan base as opposed to who are we going to fire and get rid of next? Because <laughs> in the history of sports, very rarely does firing someone or getting rid of someone just out of anger or frustration solve the problem. True. You can see that with Nebraska football head coaches. <laughs> I was um, not going to say it. <laughs> um, no, Riley, I think you're right. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely upset because I feel like I'm watching out of an obligation because I love the team so much, not because I really want to watch sporting right now. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I don't know. I mean, like the only way that us as fans and supporters of the club can help is to just continue to be as supportive as possible because we don't want our players to see all this negativity and then just feel really shitty about themselves and their position on the team. Like the best thing we can do for them is support them as much as we can. So if we let a goal in at home, our fans are still going to be the loudest in MLS, you know, like not letting up. Yeah. Yeah. I agree a hundred percent. And one of my favorite things historically going to games, being in the cauldron is always like, I love it how we can see the goal. Okay. I don't love that part, but I love how, when we can see the goal, it's like the next song just starts immediately you know what I mean? It's not like, oh, we mope for a little bit and then we start singing and supporting the team. It's like, no, let's get the drums going. Like, let's do the next song. So, yeah. And at the end of the day, it was still an absolute blast tailgating and going to a soccer game for you guys. So, like, do I regret buying those tickets? No. <laughs> it was a ton of fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, we had I had a ton of fun yeah. with all of you guys. Yeah. Did I make a really awkward introduction between Remy and my friend Joe? Sure, but it happens. <laughs> what? Oh, I don't even remember. <laughs> okay. It was so awkward. I basically, so I was like 
my buddy Joe plays on soccer teams with me, and he's one of those guys with a million connections, and he always knows all the subs you can call and all that. And so I was like, you guys are absolutely going to end up playing soccer together. So I was like, hey, Joe, this is Remy. And I was about to be like, oh, yeah, she plays on a lot of our co-ed teams. So like if we need a girl sub, like, you know, she's like, great. But instead, instead, in my 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 dumb brain Dave said, was "Hey, feeling it with the alcohol at that point." I so. sure was, and my dumb brain said, "Hey, Joe, this is Remy. As you can see, she is a woman." <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then like, it was like dead silent. There were like ten people just staring at me, like waiting for yep. me to say something. And I said, "And a woman can play soccer." And then yes, they all said, which- "Oh." Which led everyone to probably conclude, wow, this is a really interesting ongoing conflict between Dave and Remy. She believes women can play soccer and Dave apparently believes they cannot. (laughs) So I looked like a total uh, douche canoe to that entire uh, entire tailgate. That's an interesting terminology there. I will say one of my favorite... Uh, parts of that game was just seeing like Riley get back into the swing of things. We were all sitting on the south stand with a big group of our friends, and um, like seeing Riley so excited was like the best. We were I all just, like feeding love off of his energy. Sporting Kansas City, yeah. like it he is my it happy so place. It yeah. is an infectious attitude, honestly, Riley. And I will say. You versus the cutout of Riley, no contest. Oh, Not yes. Even, even if we put a voice box on it and like recorded some of Riley's famous sayings, like, um, oh my gosh, what's some of your famous sayings, Riley? I was about to say, I can't wait to hear what they Hello are. and welcome <laughs> yeah, to exactly. One Sporting Way. Yeah. Just me saying that on repeat. Yeah, sporting, exactly. Like sporting. you pull a string, like in the Toy Story Woody dolls, and you pull a string and Riley says, There's a Johnny in my boot. There and it is. it's just a total non sequitur, like Sporting concedes a corner, and you're like, Riley, over to you. And he's like, Join us next time down here at One, at one Sporting, Sporting Way. Way. <laughs> You're like, oh good insight. Well, but <laughs> our next big venture as a podcast, because clearly we make millions off of this. Oh, yeah. Well, we will be commissioning straw dolls of Riley Heck with yeah. the pole string of his Are you saying. planning on spending millions on that? No, we make millions. <laughs> okay. We will be commissioning Jeez. those. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, you gosh. need a new straw doll guy if you're One paying of a millions. One of kind. Oh, well, hopefully we can turn it around. I'm looking forward. Uh, Saturday we play Columbus Crew, ninth in the Eastern Conference. Hopefully we can pull out a win there. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm Wait, excited. did we talk about the LAFC game yet, or are we just like, nah? We're just powering through. <laughs> All right. I don't we, really, I I don't really feel like talking about it. We talked about we our problems as about a team, it. and give me... we can each give one fun fact that we saw from the game oh no hold on that gets oh. me to da, 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 da. fun fact okay facts. but i am coming back to this lafc game because i was watching this game with jake and he had the best comment about one of lafc's goals just to warn y'all <laughs> i'm waiting for the ding i oh, said fun ding. fact instead but it's not fun fact it's it's trivia fun fact yeah ding all right, well, here is our trivia of the week. I actually got this from LAFC, so if you are watching and paying attention, you may um, know the answer. All Out right. of the last 10 seasons, oh boy, how many playoffs has Sporting Kansas City made? Well, <clears throat> I think I know. I There are only two options. I know that for <laughs> <Yeah>. sure. <laughs> They've and made I... none of them. <laughs> 
Yes, it's either zero or one, and I'm really not sure. Like, have we made the playoffs ever? Uh, I don't know. Not anyway, with that attitude. Hey, should we just say it at the exact same time? Sure. All right. One, one two, two, three, nine. nine. <laughs> I figured we were both going to say nine. Okay. Nine is not correct. What? Yeah. Nope. Okay, then ten. Then it's eight. It is ten. All right. Are Those you were sure? The two options that is straight from ESPN. I remember us missing a playoff, and I could not decide if it was. Well, okay. We what missed the, the playoff in 2019. Well then. Well then it's we. Not you said 10. in the last 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. And they it can't be 10 if it's we missed one. It's 2022. So between 2012 oh, and 2022. Like, You're right. It is like, nine. The like, fact dude, was okay. I'm into one. 11 years. Damn it. Oh, well, I'll give was you that both like worth point. 10 bonus points because we proved you yeah, wrong? Yeah, I think we yeah, both got it right. You both get it right. <laughs> we get an, okay, Riley, you will appreciate this reference because I just finished reading Ready Player One. And um, in the movie version, the main dude proves the curator guy who's supposed to know all things wrong and he gets an extra life coin. So, Riley, we just got an extra life coin. Good job. You both, when you die of a cataclysmic <laughs> explosion, you get to come Of back. trivia. All right, Dave, you wanted to talk a little bit about the L.A. game. All right, so quick synopsis. We lost 3-1. We looked bad. Okay, so now that that's okay, out of the way. Okay, what's your fun fact, Terry? My Okay, so LAFC's third goal, I think it was the third one, was honestly some of the worst defending i've seen in a long time was that the header off the back it was the one where the dude just sort of meandered his way through the center of our oh yeah he like dribbled through five defenders yes and so what jake said while we were watching it that i just thought was so perfect is like if you've played fifa that goal was when you try to like come out with your center back and attack the ball (laughs) And you miss, and then you're just, like, completely screwed. Fontas kind of, like, was pretty far out and missed the tackle, and then there was just no one. And, yeah, it was pretty Mm. bad. But, anyway, my real positive takeaway is that, holy crap, Jonice was on fire that game. Oh, yes! you guys notice that? He was... He'd be, like, trapped by, like, two, three guys, and he'd just be, like, doot, 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 like... He reminded me of, like, Shallowy and Russell's performance last season, where they were, like scoring goals constantly and like trying to one-up each other in the best way like yeah. johnny would score then daniel would score then johnny would score that's how it that's how it felt yeah and i'd say another similarity to them last year was like dude was playing like he felt like the best player in mls like it was like i just love it when attacking players play like that like they're just not backing down from anyone it was like always these like super ambitious optimistic runs and taking people on on the dribble and stuff like that so yeah the whole game overall was bad but i will say that was at least slightly encouraging and he's only 20 yes like i love that i love we've got these young guys um another fun fact from the game um in their starting lineup, I saw Latif Blessing, our old homie, and oh, Elie. Yeah. I did not know Elie oh, played I got for LA so now. I was so sad when I saw Elie. Okay, but here's yeah, the thing. He Elie actually looks pretty us. dope. He's rocking a new like thin headband. He might have dyed his hair black. Yeah, I want to say it was like slicked back, too. Yeah, he's something. like killing it in LA. Mm-hmm. I do miss my, him. My dad, I was watching it with my dad yesterday, and we were both like, um, hello, Elie. <laughs> How you doing? 
and he got the hockey assist on that headed goal, so he definitely hurt us a bit. <laughs> All right. Well, as I said, next Saturday we play Columbus. There's one other piece of Sporting KC news I just want to mention. Uh, Jose Maury, we have mutually decided to split from him and terminate his contract. Well, because remember, he subbed on and then immediately got subbed off yeah, after like 20-something weird. minutes. I always love mutual decision. It feels like a breakup where like one person's like, I definitely broke up with her. I didn't want it to happen. But we'll remain friends. Yeah, we'll definitely still be friends. I'm confused why they just now officially announced it when we've known about this for like mm-hmm. almost a month, I want to say. Yeah, so I was reading up on that, and it sounds like the reason it took so long is that the decision was made a long time ago, like you said, but they had to do a lot of back and forth with MLS and like with Maori's representatives just figuring out how he could be released in a way where sporting would not be on the hook for his salary cap. Hit. Oh. So I think yeah, that's Yeah, because I know where... they like only can break like one contract or something. Yeah, so I think now, like, with him, it being, like, quote-unquote mutual, I think the gist is that, and I got all this from Blue Testament, so credit to them, but, like, the gist is that now we're not on the hook for his salary, and we also have freed up an international roster spot and a senior roster spot. Probably for Messi, I want to (laughs) say. Yeah, or Marcus Rashford in a Kyrie Shelton costume. (laughs) I'm still holding out hope for that. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. All right, well, that's what we've got for Sporting KC. Real quick, I'm going to throw it to Remy for our current news because she was there. Oh, I thought you meant like our current as an up-to-date news. No, that's our KC current news. Our KC current news. That's why um, they're so ungoogleable. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, well, yeah, I went to the Houston Dash game. Uh, they're finishing up the Challenge Cup. I got a really dope, like, real cup. Mm. No pun intended. That says Casey Curran on it. Um, we actually looked pretty cool. I think it was Dave last time said when he watched the, at least the highlights of the last Casey Current game, he said they kind of just, it looks like uncomfortable to watch. <laughs> I don't, um, I don't to put it that. lightly. <laughs> um, I thought they played awesome this game. It was like freezing cold, but it was really cool to be in Children's Mercy Park watching the current play. We scored two goals. It was it was honestly so cool because it was tied for I don't I think Houston scored pretty quickly after KC scored their first goal, but then Victoria Pickett scored in the 80th minute. And I just remember like, you know, when the crowd's kind of getting restless, you're not sure what's gonna happen, and then all of a sudden, boom, we're up two one in the 80th yep. minute. Like the mm. crowd went insane, like so loud. It was really cool. So yeah, super fun. And now we're at the top of the challenge cup bracket. Yeah, it was funny. My dad, I was he was like, yeah, I was driving by Nebraska Furniture Mart and there were a lot of people in the stadium. And I was like, yeah, dad, that's Casey Gold Curran. Soccer. He said, I saw Remy. <laughs> how was how was it going? Was that your first game going to a current game at uh, at Children's, Children's Mercy? Mercy? Yes. Okay, um, how was that? It was cool. Um, it obviously isn't as full, but it's all like this isn't the regular season yet. Um mm. But, I mean, it was nice and loud. Like, they were still playing the drums, doing the chants the entire time. It was so cool. Do Highly they recommend. the cauldron as their, like, supporters section? Yes. Okay, that is so cool because that's where I have tickets. So now I can't wait. <laughs> well, if you can play the drums, you get 
extra bonus points. I super cannot, but I was asked, believe it or not, to play the drums for a wedding one time. I don't think I'm Casey Current supporting. Well, that continues our wedding theme. Yes, seriously. Which is defined as the fusing of two metals. (laughs) Oh, thank you. And that continues our office theme. We're on a roll with everything Uh. other than soccer. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Well, I want to highlight we've got quite a bit of listener mail this week. Which, uh, side note, Jack said just do one or the other, but he said probably the second one. Uh, what if I wanted to – actually, if I haven't been that many. Well, Jack, hey, friend, we're going to answer <laughs> both your questions because I oh, feel okay. like it. So, <laughs> And just to be clear, this was not picked because he bribed me with beer. Well, no, he used our Instagram DMs, which did. not a plug if you want to send us in. <laughs> All right. So real quick, these are some pretty rapid fire questions. Jack first asked, what is your favorite MLS stadium that is not SKC? And have you guys been to any away games? I, yeah, I was not. About to, I was about to say, I really don't have anything to contribute to So you to got this, this right. I got, yeah. So I've been to two away games. I've been to Colorado Rapids and I've been to Atlanta. And I will say getting to watch soccer inside of Mercedes-Benz Stadium was super fun. It was like, I don't, remember, I don't even remember how many. There was like 60,000 people there watching soccer. They're really into their train. Like they were like hammering the golden spike. And it was it was super fun. Everyone was really friendly. So getting to watch a game at, at Mercedes-Benz was really, really good. Um, now the second question, I think you guys will be able to answer a little bit better. Jack also asked, where would you want to see a game anywhere in the world? And Dave is currently typing, can't wait for this one or yes. now. So Dave, Absolutely. what do you think? I mean, Old Trafford. Ever since I've been a soccer fan, I've been a Man U fan, and it's just absolutely on my bucket list. If I'm anywhere, anywhere in the general vicinity of England, I'm going to figure out how to go to a game at Old Trafford. So, nice. Yes. Can't Remy? wait. Well, I've never even been out of the country, so I feel like I have to take that leap first and then decide, because I really don't know. I think more... More than like a different stadium, I would just want to see a game with like 90,000 plus people yeah. attending. I think seeing like a soccer game in the setting of American football, like NFL, that would be so cool. Well, I would also be headed over the pond to England. However, I have followed a team called AFC Wimbledon for years because John Green is a huge fan of Wimbledon. Uh, they were founded in 2002. So in 2002, the club had been sold a couple years before, and they're like, we're going to start a club again. They started in the 10th tier of English soccer. So they have just, they've from 10th tier promoted, promoted, promoted until currently they're in a relegation battle in the league one of English football, which is the third tier of English football. But they got approved and have built their home stadium, Plow Lane. They've rebuilt it and they are having live games there now and i would love to go to plow lane it only holds like just over nine thousand people but i would love 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 to go see a game at plow lane guys i just realized why didn't any of us say venencia uh because for me it's a no-brainer old trafford <laughs> yeah <laughs> i love Busio, but, but i don't need to go there <laughs> he'll be and back he definitely listens to the the pod to be oh, honest, yes. you could watch Venezia play in a massive, massive stadium if it was against like Juve or Roma or something. I want to see like Barcelona versus Real that'd Madrid. Be fun. Oh, that'd be sweet. 
All right. Our last question comes from CJ. CJ uh, asks, should EC become Sporting's new center forward? He's solid on the ball and has great skills and confidence when on the ball. Yeah, so I would say to CJ that I, he makes a he makes an unflattering comparison to our current attack at the end of this that Riley skipped, but I would say to him, I think this question's a little tongue in cheek, but I do appreciate that EC is sort of like having an extra midfielder at times. Like he's one of those center backs that if you see an opening, he really attacks it and yeah, he's very confident got good ball control and who knows if Marcus Rashford Shelton's work visa is not approved we might have to get creative I don't know I love the question <laughs> but EC being being our, our center back right now if you can think back to like Matt Beasler was great on the ball he's not a striker it's, it's a very no. different skill set of being on the ball and and could he have played up there yeah of course could he be a striker maybe but I think he's honed in probably to, to the position that he needs to be at. I like this question, but I wouldn't pick EC because he's so he's one of the most solid ones in our back line. I would put Zusi up in like the, mm. the center forward position, which is currently held by Kyrie Shelton, because we've seen that Zusi can just like hammer shots from way out of the box even. And if what sporting needs are like attacking players to actually try to shoot, then I think Zussi could do that. And unfortunately, he's getting older. Um, and so instead of being beat on off of runs, yeah. you know, if he does that up in the forward spot, then we have like more room to recover. Well, thank you, CJ, and thank you, Jack, for writing in. We love listener questions, so write in, and we'll definitely try and get to them. That was all of them this week, and we got three, which is uh, a good amount of questions for us. Remy, where can people find us? On Instagram and the internet through email. Yeah, send us some fan questions. Follow us on Instagram. We're posting some fun stuff. Remy did a dope banner on our Instagram. Oh, yeah. Thanks, man. We love a good free graphic design software. All right. Well, guys, as always, I love podcasting. We're back. Uh, this episode is our first in a couple of weeks, and I'm glad that we're back at it again. Um, and we're going to try and get on that more consistent schedule. As always, guys, thank you for recording a podcast. To everyone at home, thank you for listening. Please share it. Like it. Give us a review on, on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or wherever you're listening. And as always, you can catch us here next week down here at One Sporting Way.